You're listening to the Lessons in Real Estate Show, sponsored by Mission First Capital, bringing real estate investment deals for active duty and veteran investors. Your host, Anthony Pinto, searched land, air, and sea to find military investors just like you investing in multifamily and commercial real estate, both active duty and veterans. Hear their stories, learn their lessons, and be inspired by the obstacles they have overcome on their path to financial freedom. Whether you are overseas or stationed at home, if you want to get started as a military real estate investor, this is the show for you. And now your host, Anthony Pinto. I'm so excited to have you guys here today on the revamped new and improved version of the Lessons in Real Estate show. I wanted to refocus on my mission here in life uh, with this podcast, and that is to help teach and inspire 1 million military members and veterans to achieve financial freedom through real estate. And as a part of the March to a Million campaign, my call is to show you the path to freedom of time and money, whether you intend to stay in for 20 years or get out next year. And so listen to the stories of fellow military members and investors just like you struggling, overcoming and achieving success in multifamily real estate and even some of them doing it while active duty and really dig into their lessons learned as well as their failures on their path to success. Uh, But you came here for the show, so let's get to it. Hey learners and welcome to another PCI Teaches here on this beautiful Monday. I hope you guys had an awesome weekend. I know I did. And uh, I'm actually on leave right now with uh, my wife traveling around the country in Japan. And uh, I'm really excited to just get away and and spend time uh, with her just exploring and enjoying everything that Japan has to offer now that we can actually explore some. So, but nonetheless, we are here to talk about PCI Teaches for this week because it is Monday. And our PCI Teaches this week is about how to find real estate deals and how to specifically talk to commercial real estate brokers. And I think this is an important topic for those getting started because honestly, it was one of the um, most fearful things for me when I was first getting started with uh, multifamily apartments. And that was talking with a broker. And, you know, a lot of emotions go through it and we'll cover a lot of that. But let's start with how we actually find or source real estate deals. Now, there are two main methods to go about doing this, or I guess two main um, forms that real estate deals typically come through, and that's uh, in an on-market offering and an off-market offering. And on-market offerings are pretty much exactly what they sound like. They are on the market. They are being represented by an individual, and they are being put out into the public, uh, represented by a broker, real estate agent, um, you know, realtor, if you're, if you're dealing with smaller multifamily or, or single family homes, but someone is representing it to the public. And how you actually go about finding those on market deals is a couple of different methods. Um, most likely you uh, can find a lot of on market deals through websites uh, that deal mainly in commercial real estate deals. Some of those websites are great. Some of them are not so much. Some of them are very specific to uh, or specific to the access you can have to them. And some of those websites are Crexy, uh, which is a good source for uh, national real estate deals, specifically in commercial real estate as a whole. 
Uh, LoopNet is a very popular one as well. And 10X Auction is another one, but that one has restricted uh, access to it. And um, websites are good to see what's necessarily out there. And also, it's also good for the new uh, and the newly initiated real estate investor because it gives you the opportunity to look at deals and, and underwrite deals that are kind of a good taste of what type of deals you should expect to see. And it just more so I find them a better use to practice underwriting deals and to actually find good deals. Because if you think about it, the, a lot of those deals have already been picked over by a lot of other people. If the individuals who are posting them are posting them up on LoopNet or Craigslist, they've probably gone through a few um, individuals who have looked at it off market um, or even gone on market within a particular area and no one has really you know, taken a bite at it. And so just take any properties that you see on these websites with a grain of salt, but those typically are on market deals. Uh, the second way to go about finding on market deals is through a wholesaler. And most of those wholesalers are essentially individuals who find the deal and connect a seller with a, uh, with a buyer or vice versa. And be cautious of what you find with a wholesaler. Uh, some individuals just like to daisy chain, uh, which essentially means that the individual found the deal on market um, through the broker somehow, and they are bringing it to you or they're bringing it to another wholesaler who may be bringing it to another wholesaler and eventually it gets to you. And what the daisy chaining does is it means that you are into paying a premium higher than you normally would have to pay if you just went straight to the broker. But uh, the issue with wholesalers isn't how they make their money is in the wholesaling fee. So it doesn't matter if they, you know, close. Uh, well, it does matter because normally that's how they get played, paid. Um, but it doesn't matter if it's a good, you know, buyer or a bad buyer. As long as they find a buyer and the person is actually able to close, they get their money for it. And they typically um, make you sign a disclosure agreement or a non-confidentiality uh, um, agreement. Um, non-disclosure agreement, that's what it is, uh, which basically says that you, once they off, you know, provide you the offering materials and you can make a decision on it, that you can't go directly to the broker or go directly to the seller to access that offering and essentially undercut uh, the, the uh, individual who brought that to you, whether that's a broker or a wholesaler. Uh, my experience is I haven't had a, a great time trying to find deals that are actually good by wholesalers. Um, like I said, a lot of these wholesalers just tend to find deals that are already public and trying to make a quick buck off of them. And they're just putting them out the same deals over and over again. Um, I've had that come through from a lot of different investors, the same deal or come through numerous different wholesalers. So just be cautious of who you deal with when you are working with wholesalers. I've had, I've heard some people who have had success with it, but a lot of people I have talked to who are professional, well-established, had multiple deals under their belt, have said that wholesalers are not the way to go. So just be cautious. And then the third way is through commercial real estate brokers. And this is honestly your highest chance for success, mainly because they tend to be the gatekeeper for a lot of these commercial real estate deals uh, as a whole, um, whether that's multifamily, retail, self-storage, so on and so forth. Now, commercial real estate brokers are different than your realtors and your real estate agents. And we 
we'll get into that in a later episode of what you know what the diff- big difference is um and there are some i'm certain are, are some differences there that you think you should know about but just understand that they are the gatekeepers for a lot of deals because they're the ones who tend to build the relationships with buyers and sellers uh, they tend to be the one who kind of puts everything together who has all the connections um uh, if you don't already have those yourself for property managers um you know lending uh, inspector inspectors, if you need those, so on and so forth. And then the most important thing about them though, is that they have the opportunity to give you pocket listings or off market deals. And now that we're talking about that is the second way that you can find, um, real estate deals or source real estate deals is through off market deals. And the number one way to go about doing that is like I said, through commercial real estate brokers. And that's mainly because they have the ear or the um, the pulse on what's going on within a particular market. They're the ones who are hitting the pavement, you know, every day talking with brokers, seeing who's ready to sell, who's ready to buy, uh, going out and canvassing neighborhoods, going out and, you know, trying to find capital and constantly building relationships. So those are the individuals who are most likely to have the deals for you. Now you may say, okay, I want to go talk to a commercial real estate broker. How do I actually go about doing that? and try to get these off-market deals, well, you need to find the right brokers to start off with. And then from there, you need to be able to build and nurture uh, a relationship. And in a later uh, talk, we'll get into what actually, how you actually go about finding the right broker, because uh, it's kind of a very important uh, topic on how you go about doing it in the correct way, really, to go about doing it, in my opinion. And then from there, how to actually build and nurture that relationship. But, um, you know, ultimately, it just comes down to being a genuine person and uh, building up that right, right relationship and also having the um, experience and the resources available to actually close on the property that they present you, right? Uh, Someone who's never done a syndication before or close a multifamily, large multifamily deal before probably isn't going to get a 400 unit into their inbox in the first week, or at least a off market 400 unit. Uh, sent to them right away. So you, when you first talk to them, which we'll get into um, in a later talk here, is you really just need to be ready to go and provide them the resources that they need to make sure that they're um, actually viewing you as a potential seller or a potential buyer, um, as most people are when they go talk to commercial real estate brokers. You need to be a, a viable buyer, as, uh, as my partner says. So uh, a lot of their reputation stems on the fact that they can actually close on a deal and finding a broker or an individual who doesn't fit that bill really doesn't do them a lot of good, particularly if you can't close. Uh, That's money and time lost on their end and potentially their reputation as well. So um, that's enough on the commercial real estate brokers. And then the other way that you can go about finding an off-market deal, which I've had kind of some success with this, but it's not very common that you you uh, find success this way, I would say it's uh, a lot more luck, if you will. And that's to go directly to the owners of the multifamily or the commercial real estate property. Now, you may think that uh, if you have any single family home or wholesaling experience or smaller multifamily, it may be easy to go about doing that. If you've ever um, done wholesaling or flipping, you may have had a campaign, uh, direct mail campaign where you send letters out to individuals or maybe even robocall individuals or get on a, uh, a voice mailing and a system and sending out um, requests to buy homes or, you know, whatever. And uh, a lot of wholesalers go about doing it that way. And uh, 
I would say that you're probably going to have a hard time trying to do that with larger multifamily for a number of different reasons. Um, but to go about doing something like that, you need to know who the owner is in the first place. And unlike multi or unlike a smaller multifamily and single family homes and really residential real estate, uh, those owners are typically LLCs or they're larger companies or they're a multitude of other individuals who are shrouded by uh, one to illegal uh, LLCs or S corps or C corps that hide the true identity and the true contact person for that entity. Um, most of the time when you go to find the owner of a particular apartment building or a particular you know, piece of commercial real estate, you're going to find the LLC that owns it or most more likely than that, the registered agent. And those registered agents, pretty much their whole job is to make sure that the individual who is actually the owners of the LLC uh, is not getting bombarded by individuals trying to reach out to them directly. And uh, there's some ways to go to get around that, um, get around who knowing who is actually in charge or who actually owns the specific LLC. But they, it is exceedingly hard to go about doing that. Um, there are some ways to skip trace and find out who kind of pick, pierce the veil, if you will, and find out who specifically owns the piece of real estate. Um, there's resources like CoStar uh, that can allow you to determine who the owner of these properties are and see if they are even motivated to sell, which CoStar and Reonomy are, are uh, some great resources to be able to do that, which we'll, we'll cover later. Um, but even if you do get directly to the owner, trying to directly uh, reach out to the owner and see if they're open to sell is probably difficult as well. Um, it's not very common that you find someone who is willing to sell just based off of a phone call with someone, particularly large multifamily. Most of the time, especially nowadays with how hot the market is, you're going to find individuals who want to go straight to um, sell on market because they're going to get a lot more money for their property than if they decide to sell off market. So just keep that in mind that uh, even if you do are able to find the owners of the particular properties, you may have a hard time trying to get them to sell. Um, but some other ways you can go about doing that directly is uh, particularly if you find a mom and pop uh, owner within a particular area, like a smaller property, is uh, to drive around and just look at properties and look for signs of a motivated seller. And some of those signs could be a property in need of repair. Um, you know, may have bad, bad reviews on uh, Google Maps or on their Google listing for the business. You may see a lot of crime in the area or even on the property itself. Uh, that, that seems to be a common trend for proper, excuse me, properties that I've seen um, that have had pretty highly motivated um, owners or owners who are out of state and don't really care about the property at all is um, if you look at a crime map, it's a crime. A lot of the crime in the area is populated around that, around that particular property. Uh, it may bring up some initial issues for you if you end up trying to buy it, but it's a good indicator of a motivated seller. Mm -hmm. Some additional things you can look at are for rent signs uh, in the yard. Um, if individual, if the uh, seller is, unsophisticated enough to, you know, have a Google listing or to uh, sell or put up their multifamily property on um, apartments.com, for example, um, rent signs are a common way that they go about doing that, particularly in lower income type of areas. And you can call and pretty much get individual, most likely get the uh, owner directly through that way. And then you have your in. Uh, you can also look for parking lot issues or roofs and disrepair. Um, Units that are properties that have a lot of units uh, available or up on apartments.com with a lot of units available. 
have a high vacancy issue for some reason. Um, and then lastly, a uh, good thing you can do is just contact the local city officials and get their take on the property itself. A lot of properties that have issues um, and have been consistently having issues may have a lot of crime on the area or normally on the radar are the local city officials and they probably have a lot to say about it. They may have had a lot of issues with trying to um, get tenants out of there or get the owner to clean up the, uh, the property itself or they may have had a lot of crime within that area or they may have a lot of uh, complaints with, uh, you know, code violations or warnings or whatever else. Um, I've seen that in a few different properties that we've uh, that have reached out to owners before directly. And so that's a great way not only to get an in with the local city officials to see if they can get um, you know help you guys along with, uh, you know, potentially getting any tax uh, incentives or maybe even getting the local police to help out, whatever the situation is for that particular property. Uh, but at, regardless, that's a great way to go about it. So. In conclusion, uh, we talked a, a bit about the two different ways that you can source deals, and that's through off-market and on-market deals. But really, the gatekeepers for those deals are commercial real estate brokers. So next time, we're going to talk about how to actually find a commercial real estate broker, and then from there, how to actually go about talking with a, a commercial real estate broker and uh, make sure that you get an in with them and make sure that you uh, you get in the deals that you want instead of just being ignored or put on the email list and kind of largely forgotten. So with that, I hope you have enjoyed this piece that I teach and we'll catch you next time on the Lessons in Real Estate Show. Thanks for listening. If you are a military investor and found this episode of the Lessons in Real Estate Show packed with great information, tell your friends and leave a five-star rating on your listening platform. Every comment is read and appreciated. Don't forget to check out our weekly episodes of PCI Teaches, brought to you by Pinto Capital Investments. Learn about basic and advanced topics in real estate investing. Catch updates on Anthony's journey through learn and teach segments. And listen to the tales of other military investors and real estate professionals every week. We'll catch you next time on the Lessons in Real Estate show.